Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of the show. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Demond Cotton, your boy Q, holding it down with you all the way till 5 o'clock. Of course, want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. 702-365-9200. Coming up this hour at 3.30, Kenyon Drake, Raiders running back. You'll hear the conversation I had with him last night at the S-Bar inside of Mandalay Bay. And I'll tell you, it looked like a pretty fancy uh, event that was going to go down as he was raising money and awareness for uh, children with cleft palate. I thought that that was really cool. And shout out to Ivan. Let me make sure I shout out Ivan. Ivan was a guy that was attending the event. He paid the money to you know, help raise awareness, but he wanted to be there in the building. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I got there early, so we were standing outside waiting. I never went physically into the S-Bar because the, the area where Kenyon was was right out front. They had a nice little backdrop behind it so we could stand there, and uh, if we had cameras, we could take pictures with them or whatever, or, or we could talk to them like I did. But Ivan walked up to me. I was, I was patiently waiting. He goes, hey, are you Q? And I said, I am. He goes, hey, man, I listen to you guys all the time. And we started talking some uh, Raider football. So shout out to Ivan. Him and his wife were there. Uh, he said that he was from, matter of fact, he's from the 559. That's another reason why it stood out to me. From Fresno. Uh, he, he lives actually in Fireball, but works in Fresno. So I want to shout him out. And, uh, you know, he said he was going to go to this event. He was going to go to the opening game at uh, SoFi Stadium, and then he was going to hustle back for another event, and I forget what event it was, but he was going to hustle back for that. So uh, Ivan's on the, on the go, but he's a big fan and listens to the show all the time, so hopefully he, him and his wife had a really good time last night at the, uh, at the S-Bar with Kenyon Drake and his uh, charity event that he had. So you'll hear that conversation coming up at 3.30, but Raider Nation, we definitely want to hear from you throughout the course of the show, 702-365-9200. Got uh, plenty of subjects to talk about. Um, uh, Hunter Renfro, he signed his uh, contract extension today, uh, two years added on to the year that he has, so uh, $21 million in guarantees. It's basically a two-year, $32 million contract, but when you break it up over the three years, it's, uh, it's about $11 million base salary, which is a very, very reasonable deal when you look at the other contracts that have been signed by wide receivers. I mean, that's a hell of a deal for the Raiders and Hunter Renfro. And you talked about maybe this is the Raiders' two-year window or three-year mm-hmm. window. This is also Hunter Renfro. This is a good deal for him. Great his deal for him. His agents were looking out for him yep. because he'll be in his prime. Cooper Cup, he just signed that deal. He's 28, right. 29 years old. And Hunter, he'll be that same age once this deal expires. Yep. So hopefully for him, right in the prime of his career. If he goes and has a monster monster uh, outpour, you know, like production value in this offense, which I believe he will, then all of a sudden he's really in line to get paid and get paid again. And remember, this is a, what, a fifth-round draft pick? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't get the bag when he signed his rookie deal. He's getting the bag now. Even $21 million guaranteed. And I know that that's not huge Cooper Cup-type money. That's really stinking good when you were a fifth-round pick. You didn't get that money when you signed your rookie deal. This is his first big-time deal. Just like when Max Crosby got the bag, that was his first big-time deal. He was a fourth-round pick. And we talk a lot about the failures that the old regime have. One thing you can say, and one thing you have to, and I mean must give credit to, the old regime is the later round picks that they hit on. Because if you look around the team right now, 
there's a lot of building blocks that they have that came from later rounds that the old regime. And look, let's not start splitting hairs and, well, that was a Mayock guy and that was a group. I don't give a rip. You know what I mean? If the ship goes down, the ship goes down together. It's not like, well, Q just sank, but DeMond's still living. No, I mean, no. We all go down together. We either ride together or we die together, right? So you have to give the old regime credit for Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, Nate Hobbs, Trayvon Merrick. You know, guys guys that you believe are building blocks. Hell, Alec, Colton Miller. <laughs> I was with the Alex Leatherwood. Colton Miller. He's already got a two-year or got a, a contract extension. I mean, there's, there's a lot of building blocks. There's a lot of pieces to like that the old regime did put in place. Did they do everything perfect? No, not even close. But if you're excited about some of these guys that are now getting contracts, extensions, that are homegrown, Darren Waller. The old regime got Darren Waller. Let's make no mistake about it. You know what I mean? So let's give them some credit. Let's give them some credit. They did some really good things. They put some really good play- pieces in place. Just they can't always put it all together. I'm not saying it's the exact same as what happened with the Warriors, but Mark Jackson did a pretty good job with them, getting them in place. Now, he couldn't get them over the top, but he, he, started, he started changing the culture. Let's put it like that. You know, Moses got the cats to, the, to where he was supposed to get them to. He just couldn't get them into the promised land, right? I'm just saying. Why? Why you laugh? <laughs> Went for Mark Jackson. I was already like, okay. He's a preacher. Not, not the same, I put it but all I together. get you. I put and it all then together. you brought it to Moses, and it's well, just I'm like. Well, I'm just saying. Moses got him all he He got him as far as he could. And it's like, all right, you're on your own now. Got to go. I can't make it into the promised land. Just saying. Maybe this regime is the one that comes and puts their fingerprints on it, adds the pieces that they think are, are going to help put this team over the top, and gets them over the top. I'm just happy that. Guys that are drafted by this team and brought in by this team are getting extensions with this team. Go back to the history. Go back to the history of the Raiders and their draft picks. Who's all getting contract extensions? Not many. Hell, even Brandon Parker got an extension. I don't think he's a great right tackle, but he got a contract extension. He's homegrown. I was just going to say, there was like a a Twitter you know, one of those trivia questions floating around, and people, you obviously, who's the guy to ask about these questions on Twitter? Josh Dubow. It was just, who's the first Raider receiver? He's Hunter Renfro is the first Raider receiver yeah. since who to get an extension. I don't even remember the name, but it's been so long. I could look for it if you, if you want to ponder and maybe think about. Well, I'm just trying be. to go through my memory, and I can tell you that, I mean, there's no Raider wide receiver that was drafted that was worth assault outside of Hunter Renfro. I mean, I would probably say the last one that got a contract extension was maybe who? Jerry Porter? Maybe? That was that was homegrown. I mean, I know Tim Brown got contract extensions, obviously. Jerry Rice stuck around for a minute. I get that. But, I mean, I, I, I don't – Jerron Kreiner sure didn't. Uh, who's, who's the homeboy from Alameda that everyone thought – Keelan Doss didn't. Matter of fact, he signed with the Giants today, by the way. So I throw that out there. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. I mean, guys that they drafted, Lewis Murphy, was he a guy? He didn't get a contract extension with the Raiders. He ended up in what, Tampa Bay? The Enner's Ronald Curry. Oh, yeah, Ronald Curry. Okay, that makes sense. And that tells you all you need to know. Think about how long ago that was. <laughs> Think about how long ago Ronald Curry played. Ronald Curry is a coach now. A coach. He's been a coach. He's in New Orleans, he's been there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Ronald Curry retired in 2008. Exactly. Ronald Curry is probably what, 43, 44? 
43 exactly. Boom. Just saying. That's my point. The old regime, at least you know that they put some, they did put some good pieces in place. Now they might have whiffed on some first round picks, no doubt. And that's not including Josh Jacobs, because that is not a whiff, in my opinion. I know this new regime has not picked up his fifth year option, but Josh Jacobs has been a damn good player for the Raiders. Abram has ability to be a really good player. Just got to put him in the right position. Cleve Farrell, that was just a whiff. <laughs> just make no mistake about it. That was just a whiff. Damon Arnett, that was that was that was a pop-up foul in softball. And the catcher catches it and you're out. That happened to me. That's the only reason I know that. It's the worst feeling ever. Ever. Pop-up foul to the catcher in softball. That's the worst way to get it out. And that was the last out of the game. I'm still salty about that. Jeez. Thought you were gonna be the hero, huh? No, we were getting our tails kicked. Oh. <laughs> no, we were getting, but I wasn't, you don't make the last out. That's the rule in baseball. You don't, you don't go down swing, or you don't strike out with, with the lumber on your, on, your, on your shoulder, right, without swinging. You don't do that. That's a, that's a, a rule. And then you sure don't make the last out. Because if you get out last, well, DeMond got the last out. If I get out last, it's like, damn it, Q. You know what I mean? Like, in my mind, I'm beating myself up. Like, I cannot get out last. At least let me get on first base and let DeMond mess it up. Instead, my dumb self, trying to swing for the fences, popped it up foul. The catcher caught it and had no clue that I was even out at first, and I wasn't going to say a word. He caught it and was about to throw it back, and then he goes, oh, hey, you're out. I was like, damn. Threw the bat down. (laughs) I was angry. Angry. So angry. (laughs) Oh, man, you got me off track now. But. I did want to throw the question out there. And Mitch in New Jersey, we're going to go to you in just a second. Uh, I, I want to throw it out there. There's been conversation, and, and, and I was asked this morning about the, the two-year plan. I see the Raiders have, having a three-year window. With all their contract extensions that they've made, they've got a three-year window to win, to get it done. Super Bowl's in Arizona this year. It's in Vegas next season. You know, 2024, it's in, it's in Vegas. I was asked this morning, is it, is it possible that the Raiders put together the roster the best way they can this year, make a, the best run that they can, and then next season say, hey, these are the two pieces or three pieces that we need to, be a, to put us over the top. Go get that one guy. Like so many times when I've suggested for the Raiders to go make a trade, people will say, oh, the Raiders aren't one player away from a Super Bowl. Maybe if this team is put together really good this year and they make a nice little run, maybe next year they are one piece away or two pieces away that they can go get either by the draft or, or making a trade or free agency, whatever the case may be. Is that a possibility in your mind? 702-365-9200, Raider Nation listener line, Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Let's talk to our guy, Mitch in New Jersey. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm blessed, man. Body. I'm blessed. I got my red polo on. I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to see my family. You know, My mom's uh, it's, uh, it's coming to the end. And uh, for the I know, and it'll be a grandfather probably a month from now, five weeks from yesterday, my daughter's uh, boy. I think he'll be a big boy. Uh, it's kind of, I don't think, uh, talking about the promised land, uh, nothing to joke about. You know, been wars for, for centuries. Hey, but um, before I get to my points, I know, I'll get to it. Um, <laughs> Zachariah, I used to call, <laughs> I used to call Zach, Zachariah uh, down 97.5. I didn't know you had a show with him, or you were probably a guest. It's like, you hear the name LeBron, Madonna. MJ, I know it's the same as Zach, uh, Zach and I were talking about. How's he doing? I, um, I mean, I could call him, but... No, he's he good. He's, yeah, no, he's good. He's good. He's, uh, he actually was here in Vegas and uh, back during the regular season. He, he was part of my show. Uh, we were at the Oyo, and he, he jumped on the show for a little while. Oh, I wish I could talk to him. I mean, 
on air with sports. I don't think he must be busy. Uh, and I just, I'm just getting old. You know, I won't call. He might. I might be driving, but then I do call when I'm not supposed. I pull over though. Hey, hey, let's not take uh, three years. I don't think can wait. You never know with injuries. It could, you know, it could really interrupt, disrupt the plans. Mm-hmm. I would say you go for, uh, you know, OBJ, and I said this before, uh, especially the Dominic Sue. Maybe they see it the next year. Let's not wait three years. You never know what the future holds. It's, it's pretty scary. But anyway, enjoy your weekend. Love the show. Thanks a lot. Hey, thank you, Mitch. Appreciate you, man. Stay safe out there. And I'll, I'll pass the message on to Zachariah that you miss him, man. And uh, I'll have him hit you up, no doubt about it. And I'll have him be a guest on the show again. Uh, yeah, and again, I'm not saying wait for three years to go win a Super Bowl. Like, nobody wants to do that. You want to win right now. You know, what's that commercial? I want my money and I want it now. That's the, that's the goal, right? Of course, you want it now. I'm just saying the way these contracts are structured, everything is a three-year window. You know, to me, Carr, Adams, Waller, and Renfro are probably going to have an opportunity to get it done in this window. You know, and Patrick Graham is probably going to have an opportunity, unless he gets hired to be a head coach somewhere, which don't be shocked if he does, he's going to have an opportunity to get this, this defense where it needs to be and have that window. Max Crosby just got that contract extension. You know, I mean, there's, there's, it's, just the way, it's just the structure. Again, you could always be ahead of time. But I like the fact that it feels like they have a plan. They have a plan in place where this is the beginning. And what did Mike Haynes say? Was it Mike Haynes that said was talking to me on Saturday? And I heard it on Tuesday. And he said, you got to look at the end first. And then, isn't that what he said? I could have sworn he said that. You got to look at the end first. And the end is obviously winning the Super Bowl. Now, how are you going to get there? That that is exactly what he yeah. said. Now that you pieced it together some more, yeah. Yes, he did. Maybe yeah. he's so insightful. Hey, man, Mike Haynes was fantastic. I, I could listen to him. Hell, I could run that interview back again and and probably pick up something that I even I missed myself and I was there. So yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that that's the thing. You've got to have a plan. Like when I got to Las Vegas, my plan was, well, not before I got to Las Vegas. To get to Las Vegas, I said in January that hey, I'm giving myself six months. In six months, I'm going to get a job offer from Las Vegas, and I'm moving. I'm leaving Central Texas, and I'm going to be in Vegas. And I was only 11 days longer than I put out there. It took me six months and 11 days to get that job offer. So you you got to have a plan, and you got to how you're going to execute it, all right? It's January 1. By March 1, I'm going to call the big boss, and this is going to be what I tell her, and this is why I should be there. All right, and then in March, after that month goes by, then I'm going to follow back up, and then I'm going to follow back up again, and then she's either going to tell me to bug off or she's going to give me a job, right? And so I'm here. But that's, I mean, that's the thing. You've got to have a plan, and that's what the Raiders have, and that's why I say it's a three-year window, but the way I'm looking at it and the way that it was presented to me earlier today is it could be a potential of, hey, this team, they're going to go out there, they're going to compete, they're going to do everything that they can to win 10, 11 games, get into the dance, and then go. Once you're in the dance, anything's possible. And then they look back and reevaluate and say, okay, what do we need as an organization to get over the hump? Now let's go get it. Now we feel like we're one or two players away. Let's go get it. 702-365-9200, Raider Nation listening line. Who's up next? Fargo Raider. Fargo! Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Q and DeMond. Um, man, I love me some Mitch from New Jersey. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him left field because you don't ever know what homeboy's about to chime in on about, but he's, he's die hard. I love that. Now, getting back to, to what you were talking about and the question, man, when Ronald Curry was playing, <laughs> I was a kid, man. I, I was a kid, kid. 
Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're that's a new booty. That's crazy to think. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy to think that that's how far back we've had a receiver. And I know that Colton Miller had been the first guy since DMAC to get a second contract. So for all the grief we gave Gruden and Mayock, we got we can't overlook the fact that they gave us these guys that are, you know, like key pieces. Mm-hmm. Renfro is a key piece. He's, yep. he's not just a cog in the wheel. Nope. Dude is one of the gears. Same with a Max. You know, yes, we missed on uh, on Furl, but like you said, Jacobs has been doing work. I'm excited about the direction we're going. And I personally think that we were only a few pieces away last year. Now, think about the, the, the Zay Jones pass that got picked off. Zay Jones isn't a cat to go and cook people. Now imagine if Adams had been there instead. How does that play turn out? He cooks people. You know, with him, Renfro, Waller there, that would have been a whole different play. And he would have made that space and got that pass. And not to mention, can't separate from a light post. Edwards wouldn't have even been on the field. You know? So I think we were only a few pieces away offensively from making a run. I mean, the guys who beat us went all the way. Now, defensively, hopefully Abrams can tighten it up. And with an improved uh, guy on the opposite of booking from Max with Chandler Jones, I don't see how quarterbacks are going to get all that time and all that area to scramble. Those guys can close off a field. It's going to be great. I think we're a few pieces shy for making a real impact in the league, and I think we got some of those pieces this year. Thank you guys for taking my call, and you have a great day. Appreciate it. And, yeah, I mean, you know, look, the, the, the play to, to Zay Jones, I'll say this. The play to Zay Jones, the throw in, in that Bengal game that, that got picked off that ended the, the Raiders' season last year, I'll tell you right now, should have never been thrown short of the end zone. Should have never been thrown short of the end zone. And that, I think, would have been different because I don't think Josh McDaniels is dialing up a play short of the end zone in that situation. I mean, that you have to look at situational football, right? That's what we talk about all the time, situational football. You've got to know the down, the distance, the time. What do you need? You need a touchdown to tie the game. You're going to throw the ball short of the end zone and expect Zay Jones to power through three guys that are all lined up on the, on the, on, on the goal line saying, you know, Red Rover, Red Rover, I dare Zay Jones to come on over, right? <laughs> right? I mean, that's what you're doing. That's why they line I'm up. Try, now, the way you just pictured, the way you just phrased that, I'm trying to think of any receiver Maybe an Andre Johnson that used to play for the Texans type of guy, right. Calvin Johnson. You would need that receiver that's the 6'4", 230 you would type need, You would need a Madden play. game to do it. Exactly. And you need someone to truck stick him. Boom! Oh, we just went through him. Oh, my gosh. My man Jasper used to say it to me all the time. When me and Jasper would be playing video games at the house Friday night after I delivered my FedEx and everything, we'd be at the house playing video games, right? And all of a sudden, uh, he, all, he was way better than me. All of a sudden, he'd go up and be like, boom! Truck stick Q! I was like, okay. You just told the whole apartment complex about it, homeboy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's the kind of play that it would take in a score of touchdown. Josh McDaniels is different. Josh McDaniels is going to get the ball and have Carr throw it into the end zone. All right, real quick, we got this tweet from Victor Javier Corona. All this time I thought Q would say boom because of Leon from Curb. Ha <laughs> ha. Shout out to Damon asking Fabiano about Curb. Man, that was the, like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> I know, but you just said boom. And it was oh, just okay, like, okay. no, because it's like. Someone out here thought you said it this whole time because you were watching Curb. No, I said it because that's just what I do. I get excited, man. I get fired up. This kind of thing gets me juiced, man. Like I said, I woke up out of bed, put him on my red polo today, and I knew it was on and popping. 
I had to come in here with a purpose. We had a terrible show yesterday. We were not going to have two of those in a row. Not going to happen. Aaron hit us up on Twitter. Q, Damon, Radio Nation Radio, you hit it right on the head, Q. This is the first time we extended multiple draft picks in forever. Got to give credit to Mayock and Gruden. You think the old front office would have extended all these guys, though? That's a good question. That's a good question. Because I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what, what they were thinking about all these other guys. I think that they would have definitely extended Hunter Renfro. I think they probably would have extended Waller by now. I don't know if they would have made the move for Adams, though. I don't know. You know? It's a good question. I don't know if Max Crosby would have been the first guy that they extend. That told me something when the defensive guy was the first guy that they extended. Last time Carr got an extension, he was the first guy. Then it was Gabe Jackson. And then it was supposed to be Khalil Mack, and it never happened. But I, So I don't know. I don't know. Would Max Crosby have been the, the guy? I know that the, they were very fond of him. He's a hell of a player, but would they have extended him? I don't know. We have no idea. But none of that matters because they've been extended. They're going to be part of the future, and it's something to get excited about. And that three-year window is something to get excited about. Got a text from Jason in uh, Maryland. Yo, answer your topic question. It's pretty clear to me the new regime sees a three-year Super Bowl or bus window. All the extensions mat- match that three-year time frame. I agree 100%. I agree. I know me and Jason don't agree on everything, but I agree on that. And that's that's what I've been saying for a while. Three-year three year window is what they have. And for me, as a Raider fan, I have no problem saying that, putting it on the table. That's exciting to know that this organization, inside those walls at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, they expect to be in the Super Bowl in the next three years. That doesn't mean they're going to be, but it's exciting to know that that's what they think that they're going to do. Now they just got to go out there and make it happen. That would give, I mean, that would give me some juice. They're, they don't feel that way in Detroit. <laughs> they don't feel that way in D.C. You know what I mean? They don't feel that way a lot of places, man. Exactly. When it goes back to that Mike Haynes interview you had where he said, the end, you're looking at the end, but yeah. how do you get there? You got to see, you can picture your way there. And I think that this new regime, all these moves they've made, they're looking at that finish line already. Right. To exactly. Where it, it makes sense to them. Hey. Out of the gate, Crosby, boom, taken care of. Yep. DC, taken care of. Making that move for Adams. Chandler I, Jones, boom. All these moves, they're looking at the finish line already, and it's making sense. Right. Look at the NFC East. The Giants, for example, they're not, they're not looking. They're not thinking that they're going to be there in the next three years. I think the only team in the NFC East that thinks that is probably the Cowboys. Maybe the Eagles, but the Eagles are questioning their quarterback. But I guarantee you those cats in Washington don't think that they're going to be there in, in a three-year window. Carolina, you think the Panthers think they're going to be there in the next three years? Hell no. Matt Rule's just hoping he has a job in three years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm a Matt Rule guy. How many times when we were doing pickums did I go with, go with the Panthers just because of Matt Rule? Every damn week. Oh, man, they started stinking up the joint. They started off good. They started off 3-0. and <laughs> And Matt Rule's like, gotcha, Q. Gotcha. Shout out to Frank Ocam, by the way. He was on Matt Rule's coaching staff last season. He's also a guy that I covered at Baylor, so there you go. 325 is the time. Come back. Uh, We'll take a couple of your calls. We'll also get to the conversation I had with Kenyon Drake last night at the S-Bar inside Amanda Lay Bay. All that's coming up next as we're rolling on this Friday here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 
Vegas Pete said, Q, Carr had just taken a sack, and the D lineman pushed Parker in the car, so he had to get the ball out. Go watch the plays again. We were out of timeouts, so Carr had to throw then. Talking about that final throw in the playoff game against the Bengals that got picked off. He threw it, tried to get Zay Jones, and Zay Jones would have been short of the goal line and wouldn't have been able to get in anyway, even if he had caught the ball. And you're right about that, but my point is, one, he spiked the ball when he didn't have to. Spiking the ball wasted it down when he didn't have to do that. Two, you got to give yourself a chance in that opportunity. There's no tomorrow. There's no tomorrow. Even if you don't see where you're throwing the damn ball, interception don't matter. You know what I mean? So I, I, you're absolutely right, you know, Vegas Pete. Don't get me wrong. But you got to give yourself a chance. If the only thing I could do to extend the game is get in the end zone, then I'll be damned if I throw it short of the end zone. Even if I just throw it up and there's nobody there but the Bengals, fine. At least I threw it in the end zone and gave myself a chance. You never know what could happen. Could be a pass interference penalty. Anything could happen. How many times have we seen the Raiders? Hell, go back to that Thursday night game against the Chiefs in Oakland. How many times did they throw the ball into the end zone and won? A couple times they looked like they won the game, completing passes to Michael Crabtree. Other times it looked like they lost the, the game, incomplete passes to Michael Crabtree. And all these penalties just kept on flying and flying and flying. You just never know. Untimed downs happen. But if you don't give yourself a chance, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't. So, Obviously, you have me thinking that even in the season when Carr would throw it deep. Right. And then you get the flag. Right. Who, what game was that? They, was it the Charger game? Was it week 18 where he threw it deep to Zay Jones and it was nowhere close? And he, and but he got the flag But he anyways. got the flag anyway? I know it was two Zay Jones, but I don't remember which I game. I don't remember what game it was, but yeah, it was, and it was nowhere close to him. Like, it was, I have no problem telling anyone that the ball was nowhere near Zay Jones, but it was a pass interference penalty that lined them up and set them up in position to score a touchdown. You just you never know. So I get your point, but my point is you got to give yourself a chance. 702-365-9200. We got Kenyon Drake, the conversation I had with him at the S-Bar in Mandalay Bay last night. We got that coming up. But let's before we do that, let's go out to uh, Juan the Smasher right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Juan? What's up, Q? What's going on? Hey, man, I'm chilling. Hey, man, hey man you got that red polo. That's like, that's like Kobe Game 7 with Biden his jersey. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hey, but that three-year window, nah, hey, this is Vegas, big dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm rolling the dice now. You know what I'm saying? I got Adams, and I'm, I'm going guns blazing. I don't care. I'm be like, car, throw him the damn ball. Do what you got to do. Just throw it. You know what I'm saying? And other than that, I'm, I'm happy for Renfro, man. That guy, that guy work, uh, he's working hard to be breaking uh, ankles, cats. You know what I'm saying? Let's go Raiders. There he goes. Juan the Smasher fired up. And, yeah, agree, again, I agree. Every team is going for the Super Bowl this year, but you got to have a plan. There's got to be a plan in place. And the way the contracts, like my guy Jason in Maryland said, the way the contracts are lined up, it's a three. It's a it's a window. It's a okay. This is what we think we can do in the next three years. We think we can get it done, and we're going to set these contracts up so we have these players, not only really good players, but at a really good point in their career. Look, I know Devontae Adams is what almost thirty, and people are talking about that. I don't. That means nothing to me. Devontae Adams, I believe, could play really high quality ball for the next what five, six, seven years. Honestly, I, I really do. Just I think I think he works that hard. At least five years. Let's let's just say let's just go ahead and say five. So if you got a three year window, you have a guy that's a, a top notch talent for the next three years. Now, is he going to be the number one wide receiver in the league for the next three or four years? Probably not. But it'll be really damn good. You know. I mean, think about Brian Edwards. I mean, Henry Ruggs, even though he started to come on a little bit last season, he was nowhere near 
what a Devontae Adams is. And go back and think about the last wide receiver that the Raiders had that was as good as Devontae Adams. There ain't one in a long time. Because even if he drops down to what's still top 10, right. that's vastly better. Than what they've had. Exactly. Big time player. Big time player with really good hands. Let's go out to our guy, ABA Ivan Davis. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hopefully I don't ruin the show. <laughs> but uh, I just got you know, I just got off work and uh just just called in. So what's the su- the subject is three year window? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No, it's it's okay, there's a couple different subjects, uh, honestly. Um the first one though is with the contract <laughs> I got. I got to think of how to even word this real quick. Hold on. So how are we going? <laughs> hold on, ABA Ivan Davis. Hold on. Just put him back on hold. Hold on, because he <laughs> he didn't thought of the whole. He said when he said, hopefully it don't mess up the show. I was like, what? Why would he do? Has he got some bad news? Nah, he just had no news. All right, hold on, dog. We're gonna get to you in a little bit. Hold on. The subject that I threw out there was about the Raiders putting their team together this year, and if they believe if if it's if it's a possibility where they say okay. This is the squad that we have. We're going to make a run, see how far we can go, and then going into next season say, all right, we're one big-time right tackle or we're one big-time corner away from being put over the top and being that team that can make that Super Bowl run. Do you think that that is a possibility? That is the question. Now, let's welcome back ABA Ivan Davis to the show. Great. Thanks for taking my call. It's Friday. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a uh, that's a that's probably an accurate uh, plan because, uh, like I said, his offense is similar to Gruden's offense. It takes about a, it may take almost a year, mm-hmm. depending on how detailed it is uh, to learn that offense. Because once they learn that offense, it's going to take flight. Okay, and so I mean, I think it's going to be. I think they can do it in two years. To be honest with you, I think the pieces are there. They just need a driver who knows what they're doing. Okay, three years for sure. Okay, because I believe the window is, is is short for Kansas City. Okay, I mean people keep picking them because I guess maybe that's just a sexy pick to win the division. Well, they they haven't they, they've been there done that. So you can't you know you, to beat the to be the champ you got to beat the champ. They're the champs right now. Their window is their window is small. Even Denver, everyone everyone's closing in. I mean, they feeling the heat right now, okay. And uh, so their window is small. I give the Chargers a shot before I give the Chiefs a shot in the next three years, mm. okay. But uh, <clears throat> and so that that's what I think, okay. Is uh, I think they can do it in two, okay. Especially if the defense come along, and I mean that that's got to be a part of the equation too because that defense. I mean, they failed the last time they had a complicated defense. Okay, but 3-4 shouldn't be that hard, okay, if they're going to a 3-4. Okay, that, that shouldn't be hard. I see benefits with that one, especially with Koontz and them, because you can stick one of them at outside linebacker. They don't have to cover if you have a high bird. You know, if they decide to split out to see if we can get that rusher to cover, you just get a high bird to cover and just tell them, just, you, your job is to go rush. We'll cover whatever the wide receivers are out there. We do that all the time in our football, you know, on our football team. But uh, all right, thank you, thank you for the call, my man. I got to make sure I get to these other callers, but I, I do appreciate you. And yeah, you're basically on the same on the same page that we were on. You know, two year deal, three year deal. I mean, that that that's the sweet spot. The window, again, we're talking about windows, like little John from the windows to the wall. Three years, 
Two years, though, I could see them really pushing to say, or the second year, like, okay, this is where, this is what we're missing. And this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to seal the deal this upcoming year. And this all came from a question that I was asked this morning by Tyler Bischoff on, uh, on the press box on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, after the announcement of the Hunter Renfro deal uh, had been announced. Uh, Aaron tweeted at us, said, basically, this year's Raiders team is the Buffalo Bills last year. And next year, we'll have the answers to the holes we have this year to make us Super Bowl contenders right out the gate, if that makes sense. And it does. And it goes back to what ABA Ivan Davis was saying about Josh McDaniel's system is complex, hard to understand. The Raiders' defense could be complex, to, uh, hard to understand. So they may need that year to really get it and work it out to the point where they haven't mastered. That's, I mean, ABA Ivan Davis has said that multiple times. So that's a, that's a real big possibility. Thank you for that tweet, my man. I appreciate you. Rich and Hendo Henderson, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, how's it going, Q? Blessed, man, blessed. Hey, um, first of all, I still owe you a beer because I promised you one before you made it out here to Vegas. So uh, just whenever we can get a chance, let's hook up. I'll be off in about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll be off an hour and twenty minutes, brother. <laughs> uh, I'm driving home from Wyoming right now, so I'm on. Oh, uh, we can meet in the middle. <laughs> I'll, I'll, hey, I'll drive over the mountain for a beer, brother. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to talk to you because you were talking earlier about the uh, charity events and stuff, and I'm really disappointed in the way it seems like. I don't know if it's a Raiders organization or what. But I, you know, I've been here ever since day one. I'm a PSL holder. We don't get any info ahead of time on any kind of charity events, except for maybe the uh, Bolitnikoff Foundation one, and maybe one or two others. But I'd love to go to these local ones in the community and stuff, mm-hmm. either volunteer or, or just to you know support. Yeah, but I never hear about them until they're on the news, you know, a day or two later. Right. Right. And thank, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. And you know, it's 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 crazy because there that there is an element to that. There, there's been events that I haven't been to that I'm like, wait a minute, how did this happen? When did this happen? How come I wasn't aware of this? And that's that is that's a communication thing. And the problem is that's not with the Raiders point or from the Raiders side of things. That's usually with the agents or the organization, and they don't quite know exactly who to reach out to. And the smart thing about Kenyon Drake and and his his folks. What they did is they reached out to the Raiders to at least have the Raiders email it to the people that the Raiders knew to email it to, which I happen to be one of them. But uh, you're right. There's there's that element, that little cycle has got to get tightened up. So guys like you, guys like me, guys like DeMond, I mean, whoever can go and support these things, even buy, buy tickets to them. I think tickets to this event was like $150 to $200, which is very reasonable for an event like that. And I'm sure that a lot of folks would have you know wanted to be a part of it, but not everybody knew about it. For the VIP package, which was two fifty, it was open bar. Nice. And then um a couple of packages, including inside the package, a signed Kenyon Drake autograph picture. Okay. So there were some things that they were giving away right. for the VIP package. Yeah. And I mean cocktails for a cause, open bar. Open bar, two fifty. That's hey man. That's not that's not a lot of money. For open bar, two fifty is not a lot of money. Because I'm sure this was a good bar, right? The, yeah, the type S of bar inside of Mandalay Bay. It's not like you're getting a vodka and water for like three ninety nine. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they're they're pretty pricey. Yeah, that so, du- type two, of place that double jack and coke fifty dollars. Right, exactly. You know, I I <laughs> me and the wife, and then we'll take a break and get to Kenyon Drake. Me and the wife went to this spot we like in the Green Valley Ranch, and and we, these margaritas are fantastic, right? We get the Cadillac margaritas. And she's like, Hey, they're on happy hour today. I was like, Okay, great. And so when we had family in town, we got four of them. A lady was like, all right, that'll be $75. I was like, damn! 
hours. He's like, well, you'll be happy after you finish them. I was like, well, damn, I might not be. I'm angry now. <laughs> Especially because I told the family. I was like, oh, I got this round. I got it. It's happy hour. Yeah, it's happy hour. It wasn't that happy. <laughs> Your boy wasn't that happy. 3.42 is the time. When we come back, we take a quick break and then get Kenyon Drake. When we come back, you'll hear Kenyon Drake. He was at the S-Bar. He was at a charity event last night. You'll hear about it. You'll hear that conversation next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. We've been going fast and furious on today's show on this Friday edition of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Had to take a break there just to catch our breath, you know, get some water. It's like you hit a hit a, a checkpoint on a on a race or something. You know, you get, you, you're running the race and all of a sudden they're like, here's water. You stop and get some water. That's what we need to do around here. Been having a lot of fun, a lot of caller interaction, a lot of texts, a lot of tweets. Some really good guests that we've had on the show, including Mac- Michael Fabiano, senior analyst, host of SiriusXM Fantasy Sports. He joined us in the first hour of the show. And, of course, we are going until 5 o'clock. We still have Vic Tafer from The Athletic on the way. Devin Haney, the undisputed lightweight champion, he is on the way. But right now, last night, I had an opportunity at Mandalay Bay at the S-Bar to catch up with Kenyon Drake. He was there for uh, uh, Cocktails with the Cause. It's a charity that he's very passionate about. Here is that conversation. Here with Raiders running back Kenyon Drake here at uh, the Mandalay Bay, the S-Bar, and we're here for Cocktails for a Cause, and this is your event, and uh, talk to us about this event. What's going on here tonight? Yeah, so uh, this is my second Cocktails for a Cause event. Uh, my first one I did in Miami when I was with the Dolphins. Um, COVID kind of restricted me from there, but I have a, the, this type of event of this scale for the last couple of years, but I'm happy to be in Vegas and to kind of uh, provide this type of charity and awareness for uh, Smile Trained it. Is a charity, a nonprofit that uh, benefits people that are afflicted by cleft lip and cleft palate. Um, so I'm just an ambassador for them. Um, they do the, the hard work. I just try to, right. you know, put their, their name and um, what they're doing, you know, the great cause that they're doing out, you know, uh, on a bigger platform. You know, there's a lot of charity events out there that you could be a part of, and I know that you've been very active in communities. What what makes you so passionate about this one? Um, I feel like a smile is uh, something that's uh, very important to an individual, whether you know, it's just cosmetically, um, their confidence, things of that sort. Um, and the comprehensive work that they do, uh, not just getting the surgery and, you know, fixing what they look like, but uh, helping them speak, helping them eat, helping them breathe better, things of that sort. Um, it really hit home to, for me. And I feel like uh, with such an inexpensive surgery, um, I feel like getting that word out and impacting so many people on that global scale is something that is really important to me. You know, and you do impact a lot of people when you when you have this kind of event. You aware, uh, bring up awareness and you raise this money. What is the impact like when when they come back or when you meet them or when you see them that have been helped out by this event? What what is that like for you? Um, it, it just means the world. Um, you know, we will help a lot of people with the simple donations and also with the simple awareness and, you know, bringing people, um, you know, more clarity about, you know, how people are afflicted by this. Um, And, I mean, after one person is is helped, you know, I feel like I've done all that I could do. And after that, it's like so many more people that are going to be affected. So it's just, it's kind of like the numbers are like, kind of like, it's crazy to me, to be honest. You know, and it might be inspiring for someone else to also get out there and help. If anyone who's not here at this event tonight obviously wants to reach out and help and be a part of this as well. What do they need to do? Yeah, so Smile Train, they, they have uh, their websites, their social media platforms on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I also um, have my uh, social media, KDX32, um, Twitter and Instagram, where I have the link for this event. Obviously, if you can't make it and you're hearing this at a later time, 
um, that you can still donate to this cause. And um, I'm going to go to Argentina later on um, in the summer, so I'm going to continue to continue to bring awareness uh, to this platform. And you know, I'll be more events and more times that you can donate from here on out. And again, we're here with uh, Raiders running back Kenyon Drake at the Mandalay Bay at the S Bar, and uh, the Raiders just wrapped up uh, man- mandatory mini camp. I know you're still rehabbing, but just the outlook on you know the team and looking at all the offensive weapons. I mean, just have you had a chance to kind of let it get in your mind and say what could be? Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody everybody has a shot, you know, at, yeah. you know, the ultimate goal, which is to get to the Super Bowl. But um, the thing that I like about this team is we have a lot of talent, but we have a lot of humility. We have a lot of, you know, take one day at a time type of approach. And uh, with me not being out there, you know, currently, um, you know, I want to, you know, do all I can through my rehabilitation to get out there as soon as possible, especially for training camp and uh, continue to help this team win games. Does it get exciting thinking about Josh McDaniels knowing that he's an offensive dude? Like everyone respects him as like a top five offensive play caller, knowing that, hey, I could be a big factor in this offense. Yeah, for sure. Any way that my number can be called to help this team, whether that's with the ball or without the ball in my hands, I feel like um, I would be doing my job and um, as long as I continue to you know, hold myself to that standard, going out there and helping this team win in any way possible, I feel like everybody that has that same mantra, which everybody does on this team, will have success. You know, last year was your first season with the Silver and Black. You ran Allegiant Stadium. What was it like to have the Raider Nation cheering you, screaming for you, and just that, that stadium rocking? Man, um, it's, it's surreal, to be honest. I actually grew up a Falcons and a Raiders fan, and uh, the fact that I'm out playing out here for the Silver and Black you know, win this, you know, great city that's, you know, a buzzing yeah. and budding sports town. Um, you know, I can't wait to continue to see how this city grows with us and how we continue to grow and, you know, hopefully bring them a lot more wins in the future. Just got a couple more questions for you. How about that draft party? That draft party at Dre's? I mean, you were out there on stage and everyone was rocking. I mean, just did that get your blood pumping a little bit? Yeah, man. I mean, I don't think that there is any place in the world that you can kind of duplicate just how authentic this, you know, this sports city really is you know historically it's not a sports center it's you know more of a casino you know gambling type of city but when you bring you know especially with how everything is kind of moving with you know sports and gambling kind of being one and one um i feel like this is going to continue to you know put vegas on the map and uh with the um the draft being here in vegas you know us representing the uh, the raiders here in vegas it was just kind of a match made in heaven yeah no it really was it's been so much fun seeing everything going on at legion stadium and seeing this team and seeing the city grow as well a final question for you Devontae adams he comes over that's a big time weapon that's going to open everything up for the running game you know you're not going to have the box loaded up what are your thoughts on that um i mean not just Devontae. you got still hunter renfro you still got um um uh, my boy Josh. Yeah. Um, we still got freaking everybody. Darren. Uh, like, it's just so <laughs> yeah. many people, so many weapons. Right. It's a it's a, a embarrassment of riches, and um, you know, as we continue to grow in this offense, uh, everybody gets more confidence. I just feel like we're going to continue to have a lot of uh, success in this offense. Before I let you go, let me get the website one more time so, so folks can uh, donate and help out. Yeah. So it's smiletrain.org. Um, the link specifically is in my bio on KDX32 Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you go to find there. You can also continue to donate, like I said, uh, throughout the time that I'm here and, you know, in the near future. So there you go. There's Kenyon Drake. And I don't know if you heard the whole thing. I think a little bit of it may have got interrupted by Amber Alert. We apologize for that. But obviously those are very important. Uh, so it's, that wasn't a test. That was an actual Amber Alert. So uh, if you missed some of that interview, we apologize. But, uh, yeah, those kind of things happen. But that was Kenyon Drake from last night. And uh, I extended that interview as long as I could. I don't know if you could hear the PR lady in the background being like, all right, we got to go. We got to go. So that's when I hit her with the, all right, just got a couple more questions for you. I know how to extend them, man. I know how to get a couple more questions in. You just All you do is you say that. 
I got a couple more questions. They think, oh, he's about to wrap up. And then you even tell them final question. And sometimes it ain't got to be your final question. You can keep it going. It's all good. But that's that's what your boy does. 353 is the time. You want to take one quick call tomorrow before we... Let's try to get one in. All right. Let's go ahead and go to Raider Mike. Been patiently waiting for us. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Dude, it's been a long time, bro. My bad. <laughs> no, it ain't. Oh, no. I, th- I meant you. Because you've been on hold. My fault. <laughs> no big deal. Anyway, no. Um... I know you're not a big movie guy, but Demon is. Uh-huh. This is Rocky Three now. X Raider Carl Weathers. What did he say, D? Get that bad look. No, that's what Miss T said. He was gonna say, "Get that bad look on your face." No, face by tomorrow. It off. <laughs> it's now. Are you kidding me with this? We got everything in place. We got a coach with six rings on his hands. It's now. We're not waiting two years till they get to Vegas. That's going to be our second ring. Are you guys kidding me? Back this team up, man. This I, team is loaded. I think. Hold on, hold on, Mike. Hold on, hold on. Put him down real quick. Yeah. I think. I think you misunderstood what we're saying. We're not. We're not saying that they're not loaded right now. I'm just saying teams have plans in places. There's always a plan. Everyone's number one plan is to win right now. I'm not. Not nobody's saying that. We're saying that if they don't get it now, is the, is there a potential plan? Especially since, like everyone said the other day, that the Raiders have no or Josh McDaniels has no pressure this year. They're going to go and they're going to do everything they can to get it done this year, no doubt. But if they don't, and they make a run. Do they go back into the offseason and say, okay, this is the two pieces or three pieces that we need to get us over the top and then do that? That's what we're talking about. Duke, you. That's what Al Davis did from 76 to 83 when we took three trophies off. What piece do we need? Offensive lineman, corner, <laughs> to oh, name yeah, two. we need a corner. And an offensive lineman. Trayvon steps up, right? which I think he will. Otherwise, this team is just ready. Okay. And they got the right coaches in place, boys. Okay. Ride this wave, man, can I'm telling you. Two straight. Josh will get eight rings in the next two years. We're loaded, bro. It's time. There is no tomorrow, as Carl Weathers once said. Go get his freaking uh, card. (laughs) It's a cool Raider card, 1972. Peace out, boys. I love the show. Thank you for the call, my man. Thank you. Thank you for censoring yourself, too. I appreciate that. I like the break city hit. That was awesome. (laughs) He was almost there. DeMond was like, no, don't do it. We got Raider Mac. We're going to get him on the other side. Raider Mac, hold on tight. We're going to get you next to start off hour number three. Also, Devin Haney, undisputed lightweight champion. I talked to him this morning. You'll get that conversation. We're going to talk some NBA finals. And, of course, we got Vic Tafer from The Athletic joining us as well. We've got a loaded last hour of the show, last hour of the week, here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920.